This is My Take Radio's Beyond the Mic. What's up, guys? Welcome to a new installment of My Take Radio's Beyond the Mic. I am interviewing our very first cosplayer in this installment, and that is the wonderful and talented Gidget. You guys may have seen some of her cosplays on the My Take Radio fan page. Hey, Gidget, what's up? Hey, how are you today? I'm pretty good. Um, let's start with the, with the most basic of questions. How long have you been cosplaying, and what made you want to start uh, I guess on a regular basis, I would say since uh, October 2010. Uh, the reason why I got into cosplay in the first place is growing up, I was um, always been interested in video games, anime, and uh, I actually also grew up around uh, seamstresses. My mom, my aunt, they were, uh, you know, they they knew how to sew and they made a living off of sewing for a while. So I guess um, you could say uh, I had a male family members growing up that played video games and they introduced me to that stuff and I guess uh you know I was always fascinated by the the outfits the um the characters wore and uh, I guess you know combining uh the interest in I guess video games and my interest in them I guess their outfits uh I guess that's how I I got into cosplay plus growing up I also idolized, uh, I guess, a very well-known uh, cosplayer named Yaya Han. She's been my inspiration since I was, like, a young kid. Yeah, she's awesome. I, I, I'm I, a fan of her work. I think she does probably one of the... I've seen one of the best Baroness cosplays from her, and um, Arkham, Arkham City Catwoman was, was fantastic as well. Yeah, definitely. So... What was the what was the first cosplay you did, or or what what was the first one you decided to tackle? Because a, a couple of people that I've seen that share some of their first cosplays, they say that they're always like their third or fourth choice when they started doing it on a regular basis. Like they created a few costumes and then pulled the trigger on one in particular. The first uh, cosplay I ever wore at a convention was actually Wonder Woman. It was a store bought costume because the. I guess the primary costume I wanted to wear at the time was a Chun-Li costume, which I still have today. That's actually uh, the only costume I still own that I did not work on. I guess the the first cosplay I ever worked on um, that was, like I guess, homemade was the Katana costume. I worked on that costume with my mom, and she, basi- she basically gave me a strong foundation on, um, I guess, sewing and, and whatnot. That's pretty cool. How long did it take you to to do the the katana costume? It took about two months. Wow! And with, yeah. did that include also? Did you make the the fan props as well? No, actually, uh, I cosplay with my boyfriend. His um, handle is Pwnstar Cosplay. He actually specializes in props, and he actually made the fans for me. Oh, that's pretty cool. 
Oh, so yeah. I, 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 nice. Uh, the couple that cosplays together stays together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, I wanted to, to get into your. You said that you did um, Wonder Woman at a convention. How how was that first experience for you? I know that you know conventions are very. Uh, not jarring, but it's always a, a crazy experience, especially, at, you know, even even for me working it, you know, it's very exhausting. How was it for you for as your first experience in doing cosplay in public? It was it was exciting. Uh, I wouldn't say it was super overwhelming because at the time I only went to New York Comic Con uh, for one day that year. It was 2010. So it was only for a day. However, I really felt, I guess, the full-blown cosplay experience when I did a Mortal Kombat group with my friends. And that, I, I wasn't even ready for. That was very, uh, very crazy. And it was nice. You got a rush, but you ha- you know, you, it wasn't expected. Well, the craziest thing also is with, with cosplay, especially, and it's something I've seen the last, I'd say, three months or so. There's been a, just a bigger emphasis on just uh space with cosplayers just kind of people getting a little too involved a little too i I don't even want to say creepish because that's kind of a a misnomer but just being hovering how did how 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 are those experiences for you working the shows well the big issue is that uh people I guess sometimes misconstrue things and they think that just because, just because a female is wearing a revealing outfit means that they're allowed to act, uh, you know, inappropriately. Of I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's wrong. It's completely wrong. And, but at the same time, me personally, if you're going to put on a costume, you're going to have to also be aware and be prepared to, you know, prevent these situations the best you can. Of course. It's funny, it's funny that you mentioned that because I also uh, write for a website called 16-Bit Sirens. And um, there was an, actually an article recently that was about cosplays not consent. And that, yep. That's that actually went viral. It. Yeah. But yep. our main key is the, you know, preventing it, doing what you can to avoid the situation. Because if you, you know, you can't just walk out there, uh, you know, in a revealing outfit and, and not be prepared because... There are people that can and cannot handle it. Well, that's, you know? one, that's one thing I noticed. I think it was uh, New York Comic Con 2011, I believe, that we worked. And, and there was just so much cosplay out there. And there's the fine line between, hi, I woke up and threw on this costume because I want to wear it to the show. And then there's people that cosplay on the regular. And you can really see who's more, I don't even want to say who's more of a cosplay veteran but people that are more comfortable in that environment. Well, I guess with experience, you you know what to expect and you're more comfortable, you know. I got to ask, the the Morgan costume that you did was tremendous. Probably probably top five that I've seen that were just so impeccably done. You know, the wings had great detail and... You you know that the headpiece was was very well done because sometimes you see like the the band that holds the wings together, and you know it was it was good it was good editing the way that they that they did the photos for it that made it look really cool. How long did it take you to do that costume and and how 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 comfortable was it because it looked like like it was a little uncomfortable as well. I actually made two versions of that costume. 
first costume I wore at New York Comic Con 2000, let's say, 12. I could not really wear the wings to that convention because New York Comic Con is just way too crowded and too hectic. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, that costume is another collaboration with my boyfriend. I did the sewing and he did the, he, he actually worked on the wings. So we, we actually combined our, um, our efforts and talents together on multiple projects. But yeah, after New York Comic Con, I decided that I wanted to remake that costume again for Katsukan of 2013. And I used, uh, I guess, different material and we wanted to go with a more elaborate and detailed look. So that's why if you look at the wings now, there's there's uh, ribbing on it compared to the first version where the wings were not as detailed. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's very I, uncomfortable to wear though the wings. Are they heavy? Like, what material do you got, do you use to to make the wings? Well, we used piping. Uh, we used craft foam. Uh, we used a lot of um, plasti dip. It's still a work in pro- uh, progress because. You know, those wings that I have in the photos, those are just for photo shoots. Uh, we're trying to figure out a way where I can actually walk around with them comfortably, but still keep the the elaborate look of it. Mm. Yeah, you can't even fold those up, right? You can't find a way to make it that you can fold them? No. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, you know, you know what's funny? I, I, I had been meaning to tell you now that I know, um, Polestar Cosplays Akuma is pretty badass because I'm, I'm a huge Akuma mark. I have him everywhere in my house. So. Oh wow! Thank you. I actually helped work on that costume. Yeah, I like I like the beads. I, I said I would I would definitely own those beads just just for shits and giggles. <laughs> now that I put two and two together, I was like, wait a minute, he did the Akuma costume. That that would that's a badass costume. Thank you. I'll let him know you said that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I contemplated buying it to wear to work to work Comic Con, and then I said I I can't do it. Like I, because you know exactly what you were saying. Like you got to get used to it. Like I, I'm like I can't just walk around in this costume. Yeah, you can. And try it's, and work. Life at the is same too time. short to like be afraid to not do that. I mean, you should just try it for once. I mean, yeah, you're gonna feel uncomfortable at first because you're not used to it. But life is short. Just do it. Well, you, you know, know what's you know what's funny. I'm a, I'm a sucker for for accuracy. It's like it's like you got to walk around barefoot to make it look right because he walks around barefoot. It's like ah, you know, like that's that's kind of one of the things I. That, that leads me into my next question. When you're doing the costumes and you're and you're putting them together, and sometimes form over function kind of takes precedence, or do you just figure the hell with it? If I'm unco- if I'm uncomfortable for a couple of hours, I'll just run with it. It depends on the situation. Let's see. For Pwn Star, he actually wore um, sandals to walk around because it's really unsanitary to walk around barefoot. Honestly, oh, you yeah. don't know what you're stepping on. What if you know? if you catch something mm. uh, at the same time there are costumes that i personally will make a more modest cut because i realize i don't know this is just me but i realize sometimes when you go to a convention there are children around yep and that's that's just me you know if people want to go full-blown accuracy i don't knock that but i don't want you know i don't feel comfortable showing my ass cheeks nope so <laughs> i respect that I, it's cool i so for uh, my katana, I made a more modest cut. For Morgan, believe it or not, I actually toned it down. I, instead of a, I guess a thong, you you would say I made it more of a bikini cut because I just I feel weird, you know, when there's children around. But you also did the um. You also were used the the leggings. That's the other thing too. Like a lot of people, they do it, you know, bare. 
So it yeah. added a nice a nice element to it. That was the other thing I was gonna say. I'm like, wow, the, the it actually works better that way. Because I like I said, I've seen a few and it's just like bare skin, like you said. You know, it's bare ass hanging out, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. And it's a little a little too close for comfort. But I mean, I can understand obviously from an accuracy standpoint. But in your case, it was it was definitely a nice touch to add that in. Thank you. I mean, to each his own. If people don't want to wear stockings, I'm not going to knock them. But for I guess for me, I just I just rather be a little bit more covered. No, I I, I respect that. The um, I can probably and you correct me if I'm wrong. Your uh, Vanellope Van den Schweetz was probably the most comfortable costume, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, that was very comfortable. I didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah, I I, I saw that. And I said, yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, the the crazy thing is, and, and this is what one of the things I've noticed with a lot of cosplay, is that the the medium to do so many costumes has evolved so much, I think, that five years ago, people were doing more homemade and there wasn't as much material accessible to make things as accurate. Like some of the guys that do the the, the practically movie quality Iron Man costumes, I'm like, five years ago, I would never have expected to see something like this now. I guess because it's becoming more mainstream and, and people are more aware of it, there probably are more tutorials online. People are becoming more creative. Uh, I know that people, the big um, big thermoplastic uh, rave recently is Warbla. So a lot of people like to use Warbla because it's easy to work with. Uh, you, can, you can mold with it. I personally haven't used it yet uh, because it's kind of expensive. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it, it comes from Germany, wow. so uh, yeah, it's a little pricey. But it, from what I hear, it, it's awesome to make armor with. Is it is it in sheets or or how does that how does that usually? You gotta it's, walk uh, me through. I'm a little noob. <laughs> yeah. So it is in sheets, and then you gotta cut everything out and then shape it, right? Uh, yeah, you could use a heat gun to shape it. From what I heard, actually. Uh, we asked Yaya Han at a convention once about it because she made her Fiora cosplay. She recommended sandwiching a piece of craft foam in between to give it a like a nice uh, durable shape. Oh, okay. So yeah. Oh, so you actually so the in the cosplay community, you know, saying especially you got to talk to Yaya Han. I'm I'm assuming it's a fairly tight, not tight knit group, but definitely everybody's kind of aware of everybody's work. Cause I, you know, I follow a few different cosplayers and they share each other's work. So is it, is that community pretty, pretty close or is it something where people are just familiar with each other's work? I would, well, from my experience, it's more, it depends on, on, um, I guess where you're from and, and you know, who you're around. I mean, the New York, New York city cosplayers, I probably, I probably know them more on a personal level than, than the people outside, you know, cause I guess, you know, you go to social gatherings, you see each other, you get to know each other, you know, a little better than you would other people. I mean, Yaya Han, I, I just know her as like, I, you know, I'm a fan, I follow her work. So it's not really like, you know, I personally know her, but gotcha. I figured, hey, she's right there, you know, at her booth. Let's let's go visit when I'm at a con. Ah, does she give you any any tips or or commend your your costume at the time when you met her? Because uh, that's always the coolest of it. Somebody that you meet and they're like, hey, man, that's pretty cool. Well, usually when I see her, it's like a bunch of people around. So I, I just ah. say hi, take a quick photo, you know, just to have in, in my uh, my memories. 
Uh, usually, I'm actually very shy, and I get uh, tongue-tied when I see her. <laughs> so I don't really get to um, make much conversation because I become, like, I guess, really shy. Hey, that's cool. That happens yeah. once in a while. I met Todd McFarlane, and I was like, uh, I walked up, I'm like, uh, yeah, hi. hi. <laughs> Just like a, like a big, like a big oaf. I was like, damn, that kind of sucked. Yeah, you but, miss out. You miss out because you're like, you know, you're fanboying or fangirling at the moment. Well, it was funny because, you know, I'm, I was working and he was promoting the game he did with um, Kurt Schilling and he was there with him. And, you know, Kurt Schilling, especially as a as a casual baseball fan, I'm not a fan of his because he played in Boston and he was a little rude to boot. So oh, <laughs> it kind of it kind of eased my transition from fanboy to just annoyed guy oh, <laughs> very, very quickly. I'm but sorry. Um, nah, you know, no, no apologies needed. But it was cool, like like meeting meeting an idol and then just you know ending up exactly like you said, just not knowing what to say. Yeah. What um what's your, what what's your next cosplay that you that you're working on? I am working on two at the moment. Uh, have you played King of Fighters? Yes, ma'am. I'm That's... doing Kyokusanagi. No way. Rule sixty three Kyokusanagi. Yeah. Very uh, cool. Nagi has actually been um, one of my biggest video game crushes since I was a kid. Uh, so I figured, hey, for my first uh, crossplay, let me let me do him. That's pretty badass. I I have King of Fighters from '95 all the way to 2013, and in, in in some shape or form. So that's that's badass. I I I'm definitely looking forward to that. Thank you. I saw um, a Rule 63. I saw, I've seen two of them this week, which is a first for me, a Rule 63 uh, Terry Bogard. Yeah, I've seen those. They're, they're really awesome. I was actually. like, wow, that's that's pretty badass. Because, <laughs> you know, you don't you don't really I, like I've, I've seen a lot of gender switch cosplay. And and it's cool if it's done still within the realm of, of that character. Like it's not hey, you know, it's just like female Thor. Got it. You know, like like see, like 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 a female Terry Bogart. It just blew my mind. Cause I'm like, wow, they got the hat down pat, the jacket. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, so I'm definitely gonna be hyped for the for the Kyo Kusanagi. Oh, thank you. I'm also working on. Um, Tess Fowler made a, a art piece. It's called Apocalypse Princess. I'm actually working on Mulan. Oh, okay. It's a. Uh, it's not your traditional Disney Mulan. It's a little bit um edgier. Uh, you know, she's wearing fishnet stockings, but, you know, at the same time, it's a challenge because I'm working with materials I'm not used to working, like silks and brocades. I mean, those pre- those things are pretty uh, pricey, and I'm nervous when I work on it because you really can't make a mistake because, you know, you make a mistake, you literally have to pay for it. Do you do you hand stitch with that stuff, or can you use it on the machine? I, I so far used it on the machine. It's just the problem is the the fabric it frays easily, so I'm ah. trying to figure out how to not, I guess, have that happen as much. Yeah, I've you know, I mean, my mom she used to she used to sew hardcore, and um, you know, she used to do all my hems, all my stuff for my clothes. Oh, that's nice. And she 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 did it where she taught my brother how to sew. She taught me how to cook. So. I never learned, but she she'd go in there and she'd hem a pair of pants. That's why I ask her sometimes certain like like certain materials you run them through the machine and they bunch up and then they tear. Yes, definitely. It uh, depends on yeah, it depends on the material you're using. So you you know, you're working on the on the cosplay, you also do sixteen bit sirens. It, it, 
has has cosplaying started to kind of become its its own job in the sense that you know like like you're being requested for events and stuff like that because I know some people they just turn that into into a secondary gig and monetize it. I know you recently started doing prints too. In the end, though, like it's it's more of a hobby. It's more of a release. It's, to me, it's not a job. Gotcha. Because if you, I mean, yeah, if people invite you to places, yeah, you have to be professional. Just because you're not a professional doesn't mean you you, you don't act that way. Of course. But but at the same time, I do it for me. Like I do it because I like making things. I love these characters personally. You know, I love to. I guess express myself. So that's my thing. But yeah, to me, it's not really. Like, oh, my God, this is a job or anything. Okay. No, I know that some people, you know, they parlay it into, hey, I'm, I'm going to be at this booth at E3, or I'm going to be here, or I'm going to be there. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. You know, you get to just make cool costumes and, and travel the world. That's why. I mean, like, like you know, you see Yaya Han all over the place. I'm like, holy cow. You know, she, yeah. doesn't, she, she doesn't sleep. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard. As an artist, it's it's very, very hard to, I guess you could say, quote, unquote, make it. It's very difficult. I mean, if people that that do get there, I, I commend them. At the same time, I guess, I guess realistically, I, I don't expect it to, it to become like that, you know. Because I mean, if you know, in the end, you gotta, you gotta, I guess, do things for the right. Not well, I don't want to say right reasons, but you gotta do things for your for yourself and know where you're, why you're doing them and your motives for doing them, you know. And I don't want to do it because I want to make money off of it. I want to do it because I want to have fun. I mean, the the prints option recently, I guess people kept asking me, so I'm like, okay, right. let me just try it out. But in the end, I don't really expect to to make a a ton of money either, because you know it it it's just for fun. Right, but you know I. It, offsetting it in, in the sense where if you offer some prints and you make money, at least it it can cover the cost of materials. Yeah, that that's basically what it's there for. Okay. I mean, it'd be nice, but you know, I don't expect it. Uh, on average, what is what is the average cost for for materials for for you know that you spend on on most costumes? Like like what's the highest you've spent, and what's the what's the least that you've spent? The highest I've spent so far on on fabric, I would have to say the uh, brocade for the Mulan. It's it was a uh, nineteen dollars a yard because wow. it was authentic. It came from India. I oh, bought it God. online though. Um, the least expensive. I mean, I I guess I found something that looked cool at Joanne's during a sale, and I guess I bought it for less than ten dollars a yard. Okay. So it really ranges what you're what you're making. Uh, I personally like using a lot of spandex for what I make, and uh, if you go with four way stretch spandex, it's usually more pricey than the other ones. Ah, okay. So when when you're buying the material, you're basically buying it by the roll. When you go out, or you go into different fabric places in different neighborhoods, you have a a specific spot where they kind of know you and they know what you look for in particular. I just go to Joanne's most of the time. I mean, they they have a lot of customers and. And uh, I guess I'm usually in and out, so I just get what I need and I go. I don't really, I don't like shopping personally, so I just ah. like to get what I get, what I need to do and then just go. Gotcha. Only I, the reason I ask is because some people, you know, they 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 do it so much, they end up developing a relationship. They go, yeah, you know, I pick up three or four rolls, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you buy games from the same spot for five years and they already know you by name, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, GameSpot that 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 that's a little bit differently. I mean. <laughs> You know, but uh, when it comes to uh, buying materials, I guess, you know, it's in and out. 
Gotcha. With with you doing um the upcoming the upcoming event with MASHFest, did you I, I know you're gonna be cosplaying as Chun Li for that event. Was that something that you figured would just be the most apropos, or is that the, something that you decided just because you're, it's one of your most well-known cosplays? Because not for nothing, that's probably the one I, 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 the work I know from you, first and foremost. Uh, the one I will be wearing at Mash Fest will be the first cosplay I ever purchased. Gotcha. Or, I mean, owned or yeah, and that's the one I bought because I guess. It, even though I didn't work on it, except for the the bracelets, it's still really dear to me. Plus, it's it's very, I guess, for the purpose of drawing, it's very detailed and it's a very iconic, um, I guess, costume in general because people recognize Chun Li as, as that. And uh, I guess it's a lot more comfortable than the other cosplays too. So, right. so yeah, that's why I'd rather go with that. Yeah, I remember I remember playing Street Fighter Alpha and seeing that Alpha. I'm like, wait a minute. She has pants, and you know it was like it was completely different than than the norm. Especially, you know, at the time when Alpha came out, I was fair, fairly young. Not to say that I'm super old, but I was <laughs> I was I was fairly. I was like I was like all right, that's kind of cool. So when when I saw your your cosplay for the first, I was like, wow, that's pretty. You know, I was like, that's pretty fucking close. You know, that's pretty badass. Thank so, you. You know, it, that's why I I had to ask only because. I know some people, they always have that one go-to that's a favorite. Yes, they, they do. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, it's it's nice to see people enthusiastic about certain characters. And, you know, I guess Chun-Li is definitely one of them. And she's actually one of my personal favorite characters because growing up, I idolized her, too, um, playing Street Fighter as a kid. She was the first character I learned how to play as. Her and oh, really? Kyle, just because of... Of the, the you know the the charging characters when I first started playing Street Fighter yeah. at, a, at, a, at a pizzeria in the Bronx I'm like I don't know what the hell I'm doing and then this guy walks up he's like hold back two seconds and press forward I'm like okay and then you know it was like wow Sonic Boom Chaos that's kind of cool and then I just started using charge characters so her and and Guy were the first so it, it's it's funny that you know out of all the characters I learned with it was it was her and and him who I don't even use now. <laughs> What do you use now? Now I just use Akuma, Oni if I'm playing Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, Evil Ryu, Adon. Adon has become a favorite over the last couple of years. Kind of bummed when they left them out of Street Fighter Cross Tech and I was kind of pissed. Oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, damn, you put you put this guy and this guy, you don't put this guy in there. But, you know, I mean, the, those are those are most of the characters I use. I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of a... A Capcom fanboy, I try to buy almost all their stuff. In some I'm the shit. same way. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's like I do occasionally. I'll stream, and I, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna stream this. Um, they did a a 3D Street Fighter a couple of years back on PlayStation One, and then uh, Street Fighter EX. Um, so, that's probably one of the games out of this out of the whole Street Fighter series. I'm not a fan. Yep, of. and it, and it's funny because I I started streaming it. And a couple of people that popped in were like, "What the hell is that?" They were, I'm okay. like, "I'm like it's Street Fighter," and they're like, "Why is that guy wearing a skeleton costume?" Because I, I oh. like I like Skullamania's design yeah. in that game, and you know, people just had no idea what that was. Yeah. But that that King and and King of Fighters and and Samurai Showdown. I'm a big Samurai Showdown mark, also. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, are you uh, gonna do Wizard World this week? No, I actually have work. So oh. I will have to uh, step that one out. 
Don't don't feel bad. They um they kind of cracked down for for press coverage. Everybody who who was gonna supposed to work the event, they were like, uh, no press badges for you guys. I'm like, uh, okay. That's terrible. Well, I was pumped just because you know there were a couple couple wrestlers I wanted to meet. I wanted to meet it's the Walking Dead CM, guys. CM Punk. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. A big uh big CM Punk mark. So, I you know even I wanted him to autograph. He wrote a, a forward on a uh, Marvel graphic novel. So I wanted to see if I can if I can pick it up and have him sign it. But I was like, damn, you know, I can't even take off the time to go down there now. Oh man. Yeah, it's it's. It's a crazy experience. Oh, so I'm 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 kind of bummed you're not doing Wizard World, but the next con. So then, what's the next con you're gonna do? I know, obviously, New York Comic Con in October, but uh, for now, I guess you know everything's on a personal budget. So I, uh, my next one is New York Comic Con. Oh, uh-huh, okay. How? What's the what's the furthest you've traveled for for cosplay? For a convention, yeah. I I guess the farthest. It's either Boston or or Maryland. Oh, okay. So you keep it you keep it fairly within close close distance to the to the tri state area. Yeah. Okay. Only only because I know I know you know a couple of people will be like yeah I gotta go do Dragon Con and I gotta do. San Diego. I wish. <laughs> I that's that's one that's one I've never I've never done that or San Diego. Those are on my uh, bucket list to do to work. Yeah. Just because they're crazy. Oh, well, that's cool. At least you're 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 more local, which is cool. So now now I know at least if I bump into, I'll be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a, a, a complete uh, a complete noob when I when I see I'm like, hey, how's it going? I'm, you know, this person. So I don't feel hey. too bad. Um, I did. I did want to ask some questions about 16 bit sirens. That's sure. that's what I had. Just give give the listeners a little bit of background on the site. I mean, I know you guys have the the fan page, and you know you have a, a presence on, on Tumblr as well. But give us a little background on on sixteen bit sirens, what the site is about, and what they can you know what they can catch on the site. Uh, basically, it's just a site that. Well, I'll just, I'll actually tell you how we it came together. Cool. Uh, you ever heard of the Maxim Gamer Girl contest last year? Yes. So that contest was going on last year, and uh, me and a few of the girls were in that contest. And I guess, you know, we became friends. And then one of the girls, uh, her name's Christina, also known as Boba Fett, she, uh, she just one day was like, why don't we have our own, you know, um, I guess, game, gamer girl group, even though we don't really consider ourselves gamer girls in the end. And uh, we all agreed, and that's how uh, 16-Bit Sirens was, was born. It was born, well, officially June 1st, 2012. Uh, the site features news, reviews, editorials about games and geek culture. Uh, there's reviews on anime, movies. Uh, I mean, two of the girls went to E3 uh, uh, recently, and they actually provided coverage and, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're into cosplay, we have cosplay articles. We have cosplay interviews as well. Uh, we also have uh, a new section called 16, 16-Bit Geeky Fits, which features, uh, yeah, I guess, like, geeky clothing, like T-shirts, accessories. Oh, okay. Uh, we're, yeah, we're looking to, um, forward to adding more to that section soon. Oh, nice. So, you, so you're doing a... Um just a more multifaceted approach. It's funny that you bring up that that Maxim contest because 
that Maxim contest, as a gamer and as a guy, I said, you just made us look like complete assholes. <laughs> as a as a guy, only only because there's there's a right way to 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 kind of request that without coming off like a complete you know snarling wolf. Like, come on, you know, like like the way it was written. But in the end, I, I the objective was was clear, but it was just the way that they went about it was kind of uneducated. Like it, you know, for me, yeah. I felt like they did like they didn't do their homework. Like you know, just. Just don't be like, hey, hot ladies, send your pic. I'm like, oh, God. You know, like, I, 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 I felt totally creeped out and like a douchebag when I saw it <laughs> as, a, as a guy. Because I'm, I'm like, shit, you know, you make us look like, like, like you make ga- like gamers, like, like guys just look. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. We don't do ourselves any favors. But still, it's like, don't, don't add to the equation. I mean, there was a lot of great cosplay on display. But still, I'm like, this is, this is insane. I mean, some girls went with it and, uh, you know, posted up revealing photos, which I can't knock. I mean, that's their choice. Some girls just stood by and just posted stuff that that was more true to them, which is fine, too. You know, I mean, I remember that contest and there was a a large variety of of, of females, whether they were gamers or not. I I don't know. You know, I'm not going to judge everybody, but I guess... You know, I guess uh, as the audience, you you can kind of figure out for yourselves what was genuine, what was not. I'm not, I'm not gonna point fingers or anything. No, I mean, I mean, one of the one of the most cliched and most frustrating things is the the gamer girl, gamer guy moniker, only because yeah. I feel that that gaming shouldn't be divided by gender. See, it's that's like, exactly what um, the girls of 16 bits actually believe in. We don't believe in the whole gamer girl title. Yep. We don't like that title, actually. It's just we're a gamer. It's either you play or you don't. You know, it's it's as simple as that. You don't need to elab- make it so elaborate or complicating. Nope. And that's and that's the thing that bugs me because what ends up happening is when you start when you start using gender as as a badge of for, to identify yourself, especially in a genre like gaming, then everybody that kind of encompasses that gets pigeonholed in that group, like. Don't get me wrong. I know a couple of, of, of ladies that game. They, you know, they, they take the the occasional scantily clad photo with some sort of strategically placed controllers. Whatever, more power to you. That's great. But then what happens is when that becomes part of that identity, every girl that plays a game, it's expected, which 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 trips me out because it's like I know plenty of ladies that game hardcore that could probably whoop my ass in a significant number of games, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, it kind of sucks that you're stuck. Like you can't go into a into a room like, hey, you know, I'm playing some Call of Duty. Yo, you're a girl, and then it's like, eh, eh, you know, like like, yeah. like like the like 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 the dudes just. That's what happens. The the whole gender identification, I feel, kind of, I don't want to say sullies it, but just divides a fan base that really should not be divided at all. I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, personally. My gamer tag, I try to keep it as uh, unisex as possible because right. I don't want to be associated with the gender online. I mean, I don't, I personally like to play by myself. You know, I don't really, online is not really a, um, my favorite. You're not alone. Uh, Neither am I. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I, my, I guess my gamer tag, I just like to keep it unisex. I like, hear you. It's nobody's business what I am. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying, and I think that's part of the that's part of the reasoning why, and, and you, what you just said applies to to so many ladies that I know that they'll be like, yeah, you know, I don't want to go on, on you know online because it's always some some shit, and it's just like really you can't you can't go and get it, like unless it's like a group of friends, but otherwise if they just want to go and play like casual matches or something, it's always, oh, you're a girl, it's like ah, oh, you know, like especially. I know a couple of girls, they picked up Injustice, so they started going online, playing Injustice on the regular, and as soon as it was like, you're a girl, it was some, it was, it was like, hey, you know, here's my email, it's like, oh, God, can I just play, so it, you know, I, I've, I, the whole, the gender identification bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't do anybody any favors, especially when it's, when, when it's utilized in a way like, like, you know, the way Maxim did it, where it's just uninformed I mean to, to each his own I mean I don't know I guess I try not I, I, I try not to think too much about it oh, yeah, it is what it is you you're, know you're probably one of the one of the the most mellow <laughs> about it you know which, which is cool I mean that, that that's how you got to do it for me well, I guess I, it's more I guess well I worked in GameStop for, for, for nearly five years uh, so I was I've been around that that ah. stuff a lot so it's kind of like all right. Uh, you are seasoned. <laughs> oh, I guess you could say that. Yeah, I, I, it, it's funny because the, the the couple of game stops by me, it's like like I go in there and I try not to deal with them and I try not to I try not to deal with them because my experiences are always semi bad and they always make for good radio. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know it's 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 funny just because every 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 girl I know who's worked in GameStop comes out and they say it, it's like it's a trial by fire. Like at that point, you come out and it's just like nothing surprises you at this point. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you run into nice people, but you also run into ignorant people. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess if I let it bother me all the time, I'd go crazy. So I, I just, for the most part, I try my best to take it as a grain of salt. There you go. I can respect that. So the um, I just wanted to make sure so that they know the uh, your your little shop of goodies is officially open now. Oh yes, it's it's officially open now. Okay, the um the code you have can can I share that in the interview notes or you want to leave that? No, sure, share it. Okay, cool. I'll make sure to share it when I do the write up. Uh, I guess for the listeners, it's uh, GGO, uh, Gidget, which stands for Gidget's Grand Opening. There you go. I noticed that you know you had a. Do you have one set photographer for a lot of your photos, or do you, does it vary? Uh, it varies, but I guess for the, for the collaboration for the Prince, it was just like a, a good friend and we decided, Hey, I like your style. Hey, I like your cosplay. Let's just combine our, um, our efforts together. Awesome. Very oh, cool. Yeah. All right. And just to make sure to kind of bring everything full circle, people can find you on Twitter at miss underscore Gidget and on Facebook at I am Gidget, correct? Yes. All right, and you will be doing the Drink, Draw, and Cosplay event July 2nd, and you also work with MASHFest and Sonic Boombox. Well, for this, really for for this event. More friends. For, yeah, for this event, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure because I know those were links that you also had forwarded me. Yeah. Am, am I missing anything else? Uh, can you link uh, Pwn Star Cosplay? Yes, because uh, we are we really do work closely together with our costumes. I mean, I I really 
appreciate the fact that we can actually do that. You know, I mean, I do most of the sewing. He does most of the prop work. I mean, if it, we wouldn't, if we didn't collaborate, I don't think our stuff would be as good as it is now. Is that, does he have a dedicated site for that or is it just through Facebook just to make sure that everybody's clear? Um, I mean, I can give you the link. It's uh, facebook.com slash I am Pwnstar. Cool. So I'll send you the link as well. Awesome. All right. Well, Gidget, on behalf of the MTR family, thank you for taking us beyond the mic. I appreciate it. Thank you for, for inviting me. Thanks. All right. You've just heard MTR Beyond the Mic with Gidget. You can listen to live episodes of My Take Radio every Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on the Blog Talk Radio Network. You can also listen live on the GFQ Network as well as Mixler.com forward slash My Take Radio. You can find My Take Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and you can also add us to your circle on Google+. Thanks for listening.